Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 74. Fill the hole. That's what she said. February 9th, 2012. Welcome back for another episode of our podcast. And I just realized I said welcome again like I used to. Dumbass. Try not to do that because I say welcome in the beginning too. Oh well. Uh, how's everyone doing today? Oh, you're just, oh sweet. I'm doing good. <laughs> I uh, <gonna> start over. <laughs> no, I was gonna start over. I'm doing awesome. All right, and as you can yeah. hear, we have this week we have Frank. Whoa, yeah. And Patrick. What to do? And as always, I am your host, Jeremy. Uh, podcast. Me. <laughs> hey. Um, podcast. Ugh. Just, just a quick little thing. Um, well, actually, Frank doesn't even know this because it just happened late last night. Uh, we got two new content writers for our website. So, awesome. Yeah, so we're going to be having um, some uh, people write for us. And if you're interested, in anybody out there, really, um, if you want to shoot us an email, in the email, just put uh, the subject content writer, and um, we can. I'm sure we can work something out, either part-time or if, if you're really into it, you can do it daily if you really want to. Uh, yeah, if you're interested, just like I said, send us an email at kvgt04 at gmail.com. Um, other than that, a lot uh, I don't want to get into too many details right now, but a lot more coming from the uh, Nerdgasm Network and Knights of the Video Game Table crossovers, um, including um, hopefully a brand new project that will start in March. Hello, March. Hello, March. And that's it for podcast news this week. Let's get right into what we have been playing. Uh, this week has been an interesting week for me. Uh, right after the podcast, it was either the night after the podcast or the day after the podcast. Uh, I finally played some Dungeon Defenders on Steam. I bought it during the uh, Christmas Black Friday time, really cheap, and I've been wanting to play it. And I finally did. Uh, got into it. Played for probably I don't know hour, two hours the first night, and then maybe another hour the next day. It's a lot of fun. It's a um, new take on a, a tower defense. Have you played this game, Frank? I've heard of that one. I was trying to think of it right now. Yeah, because it's on Steam. It's on, uh, I believe it's on Xbox. I've seen, yeah, I've Steam. seen it on there a bunch of times. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, Okay. that one, yeah. Yeah. I, it up. yeah. I, haven't, pick- I haven't played it myself, but yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, you pick a class, and then um, you, as that, as that character, run around placing um, de- defenses around your... Uh, castle and then um when you're ready you know you say let the mobs advance and they come in um you know ranging from easy to hard mobs and they come in through doors um and yeah it was a lot of fun i got through the first area and then the second area um wow i got to the final stage of the second area and it was like an orc is here and then i had had no problem like nobody got past my, even my first line of defenses in the um, up until the last stage, all of a sudden the orc just tore everything up, and all of a sudden there was like a hundred guys on my crystal, and they just uh, killed me. He was all up on that crystal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I'm sure that everyone who's listened to this podcast for more than a couple of weeks would know that I was just could not wait for Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning to come out. 
Um, you know, it's one of those games where I was really excited about it, but I was not going to get it day one until I played the demo. And I wish the game was out that moment. Like, seriously, the moment I was done with the demo, I would have gone to the store and bought it that day if I could have. But um, it came out Tuesday, and I put a good four or five hours into it already. I'm loving it. Um, and, you know, I'm going to be talking about a lot, lot more about this in the next couple podcasts. But uh, I just want to touch on it real quick. One of the things that I think is really awesome is the fact that you can respec at any time. You can go from uh, uh, hardcore wizard to a uh, warrior um, and, then, and then back to a thief within, like, if you really wanted to, with, within, like, a minute or two. You know, so. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I played the demo last night myself. Oh, yeah. What would you think? I forgot to ask you. Um, <clears throat> I, I thought it was pretty cool, and I really liked the fact that you don't really have to choose between a warrior, a rogue, or a mage. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, it's pretty much you have your, you, you can choose, you can um, uh, flip-flop back and forth between your primary and secondary. Yeah. And you can use both of those at the same time. So you can be a rogue and a mage at the same time, or, or a warrior and a rogue at the same time. You know, whatever suits you. Or you could just yeah. be a mage with a bow and arrow, <clears throat> or a rogue cool. with you know. Yeah, yeah. What's cool is um, they actually encourage you. They encourage all types of gameplay. They encourage you to go deep because there's basically three skill trees, as you know, Patrick. Um, the warrior skill tree. The uh, well, I got to that part too. Yeah. Yeah, the finesse skill tree and the magic skill tree. And basically, it's it's a it's a, a rogue, a warrior, and a mage. And the cool thing about it is the game actually rewards you by these uh, like tarot card kind of things. And I I don't know if you got to that part yet, or if you ever got to that part. But they reward you with tarot cards that you can actually, if you want to play a, a just a warrior, you can do that. Or if you want to play a warrior uh, rogue, you can do that. Or if you want to play a warrior rogue mage, it even um, like there's even things that give you bonuses if you play all three at once. Like all you know into each three trees, so it's really cool. Uh, right now, I'm solo into the finesse tree, um, focusing on uh, daggers and uh, my secondary is bow and arrow. So basically, the typical rogue in this game. Um, but I plan on going into the warrior tree a little because I got the um, Mass Effect three gear that you get with the for playing the demo, and uh, it's it's pretty darn cool uh but you can't get it unless you go slightly into the warrior tree so um you know and with the fact that it only costs it it just costs money to to get all your points back and you can redistribute them that there's no real penalty for say like trying something and then going oh i don't like that so i can just undo it real quick you know which i think is something that all role-playing games especially single-player role-playing games should have uh, I, well, I liked it. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I, I, I just getting into all these RPGs and stuff like that, and all that other things that um, still like not completely understanding all the roles. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like I still occasionally when I like even when after I played Dragon Age, I had to call you up. Remember when I played Dragon Age two? What exactly do I want to <laughs> upgrade if I'm a, a rogue or what do I? Yeah, do? yeah, yeah. This one, it kind of like it, it really, well, it's really basic and easy to understand yeah the only it's not thing- very it's not that complex if you're like never played those kind of games before yeah and also like i said I, I like the fact that you don't have to stick to one class i mean like you like you know what i mean like you can try to stay one class but you still have the other two you can go back and forth yeah yeah and, and I, I thought that was really cool 
the thing about it is um, they said that, I guess, behind the scenes, the way, like, strength and all this stuff is calculated is uh, a lot like the tabletop Dungeons & Dragons game, mm-hmm. um, which is, is, like, what you're talking about, how, like, you know, uh, you don't understand that well yet. And it's understandable because even, like, I don't understand a lot of it, you know, because I don't play the tabletop games. But <laughs> it's all done in, in the in the behind the scenes. But, like... You also know if you're going to be a rogue, you're going to stay in the finesse tree. You know, if you're going to yeah. be a rogue, you're going to stay in that tree. And no matter what you pick, it'll help you, even if it might not be the best upgrade for you. Like you know, because there's a lot of numbers in there. If you were looking at it, it's like, you get three percent or two percent, you know, this or whatever. And um, I'm really, I'm really liking the trees because it tells you right up. Look, this is, it doesn't give you plus to your strength stat. It gives you plus to your attack power. You know. And I think that that's that's another cool thing. Like basically what you were mentioning about that, uh, it it works really well for both someone who's been playing role playing games all their life and someone like you who hasn't really. Um, yeah. And and it really lends to that. And uh, the, I bought it on Xbox 360. And if you're curious why, then uh, check out our website for my head to head Xbox 360 versus PC. But um, yeah, in the end, it's so beautiful on 360. I mean. Granted, I'm playing in HD on my big screen TV and all this stuff, but... Uh, well, you know, like I said, remember what I said to you? I was like, uh, did someone from World of Warcraft make this game? <laughs> and that's the thing. I was explaining to him, and um, I, I said this, uh, like, what, 10 podcasts ago when we first you talked about this did, game. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't interested back then, you know? Well, not um, even if I wasn't interested. I mean, you know, something like minor like that, I might not just necessarily remember. Yeah. I guess uh, Kurt Schilling, who funded... All his money and well, not all his money, I'm sure, but a lot of his own money to creating this company who made this game. He sold everything. <laughs> funded the game. He's living in a, a cardboard box <laughs> until this game does good. No, but um, uh, he used to. He's he's a huge fan of uh, World of Warcraft, and back when he used to play, he used to um, like his only demand. Like a lot of people would demand, like, oh, you know, I want M and M's in my room or something like that. Uh, his demand was he needed uh, broadband Wi-Fi in his room because uh, he needed to pay, play World of Warcraft during his like time in his hotel. So yeah, it's heavily influenced by World of Warcraft. Uh, I guess he. Well, was- I mean- like I said, excuse me. Uh, the beginning part, I mean, even when the, with the, with those, they were like they weren't when they dwarfs or whatever. Like I don't know what the hell they were. Yeah, yeah. No. They looked like like the way they walked and, and moved. And you just like I said, I go. That's why right away I'm like in the in the art, the way the art yeah. looks. Yep. I was like, um, yeah, like playing World of Warcraft <laughs> for the 360. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, and he was also a big fan of God of War, from what I understand. So that's where the fighting system kind of was like a God of War uh, mixture in there, you know, like the combos and stuff. Yeah, I uh, like the uh, the fighting system with the way with the, would... with the um, diving, the block. No matter what, I mean, it's kind of weird that that his shield just comes out of nowhere when you block. But yeah, um, but like even that, for example, if you time the block just right, they'll bounce off you and take some damage. Yeah, like, like they get stunned. Like the shield I have does fire damage if if I block just at the right time, so they they catch on fire. It's pretty cool. I haven't gotten that far, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the you know basic of it. It, it, it. I mean, but like I said, it's not like a. I mean, you know, you still you can dodge um, and and block and and with the different weapons you can. It's, I, I I like the fighting system and it's so seamless too. You, like my character, I can attack with uh, daggers and then right as I'm one. Uh, hit from my the last hit in my combo instead of using my dagger I can use magic which stuns them and pushes them back and then when they're farther away I can hit them with five uh, 
uh, arrows, and then um, right after, if I need to, I can block something. You know, it's like seriously that seamless. And I don't know many games that, especially role playing games, that get that seamless of combat. It's um, pretty pretty cool. Oh, and you can literally take a health potion or mana potion in the middle of taking a swing at your enemy. So, you know, it's not like you have to stop your combat, run away, and drink the potion. You can literally just hit the uh, left um, analog button, and you'll get healed. So you that's another... The left D-pad button. D-bad, my, D, D-bag. No, T... Oh, gosh. <laughs> T-bag? <laughs> <laughs> I said D-bag and T-bag. We're not talking about Halo or Call of Duty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Um, so I'm, I'm really uh, enjoying this. My brother-in-law, who... He's like a two or three games a year kind of guy... Um, he bought it and he's actually passed me and he's having a lot of fun with it. So that goes to show you how, uh, noob friendly it is too. Uh, all right. Next game I put popped in on Monday night. I, I was kind of, uh, just really waiting for kingdoms of MLR to come out. And I was like, you know, I really want to play a game. I think I even told Patrick, um, online. I was like, I really want to play something, but I don't know what. Uh, so I popped in Skyrim. I shouldn't say popped in because it's, on Steam, but I put I played some Skyrim and I I loaded up the game and I'm just like, you know, I don't feel like questing. I think I'm just gonna. I was in White Run. I think I was like, I just think I'm gonna kill the whole town. So I proceeded to. Oh, nice uh, of you. Yeah, I know. I proceeded to kill everybody who could die in the town, and uh, the Jarl and his uh, bodyguard. I killed them like thirty times. Because they they just they just go onto one knee and then come and then raise back up. Uh, I even hey Frank, you know at the top of the Dragon Reach. Yeah. Uh, so I made it to where I used my level three shout, the one that pushes them. Yeah. And I made them fly off the building. Oh, you you know something I did with that actually. What? Um. Yeah, and, and trying random stuff like that. I I tried it too. Uh huh. If if you're not in combat, um, and you go up to like the top story, like you were saying. Uh-huh. And shout them off, and they'll and say they take enough damage from fo- like you know falling that they die. Yeah, you won't get um they won't uh, the guards won't uh, go aggressive towards you. Oh really? That's pretty cool. So like on my one of my first playthroughs, like I uh I was like low on money and um I well I, I didn't I wasn't like really really low I just needed like you know two three hundred or something. Uh huh. So I just shouted like a bunch of guards off and then they just took, sold all their stuff and nice. <laughs> Yeah, what's yeah. funny is uh, I actually I think I glitched the game. Um, you know the Jarl's uh, bodyguard. I actually yeah. got him at the right angle, and he flew outside of the uh, city, oh. <laughs> which yeah. there's nothing there. It's just background, yeah. and he never came back. So I have a feeling <laughs> if I was actually playing the game, that that would have bugged the game. You know. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, I didn't. I didn't save it after that. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. I just kept at the top of the tower, and the guards kept coming. And finally, I was like, you know what? This is getting boring. So I went back into town, and then there there were some there were still some people, and of course I uh, couldn't kill the kids as much as I tried. But yeah, although there's a mod out there for PC now that you can kill kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then Keith after Keller. that, Tuesday. Uh, wait a minute, no. So that's okay. So Tuesday comes out, and then that's when I played Kingdoms of Avamar, Like I said, uh, Tuesday night as I was watching some TV, um, I remembered that the Skyrim creation kit came out which i'll talk more about later but uh so i downloaded it and started messing with it went through the first two tutorials and it's amazing how um detailed and what you can do with this uh engine 
this creation kit. I'm going to probably be playing with it a lot more. Um, I think it would be actually kind of cool if I could actually make a castle, uh, the Knights of the Video Game Table castle in uh, Knights of the Video Game castle inside uh, Skyrim and put it on the because uh, you can just dis- distribute it now. So I'll probably be over the next couple weeks, probably months, be working on that um, and make like custom weapons, one with each of our names and stuff like that. That would be cool that people could actually download and play. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, um, I've been – the book that I've been reading since December, Inheritance, I have, I'm four chapters away from the end and it's one of those things. You know, It's a four-book series and I know this is the last one and I'm like – holding off on reading the last four chapters because I don't want it to end yet. So, yeah. <laughs> don't want it to end yet. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, no, don't end yet. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's what I've been playing and reading this week. How about you, Frank? Um, still Skyrim. Uh, I actually, you know, like I was telling you, um, uh, sorry, as I was like saying last week, that uh, I wanted to give magic a try and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um, on my original one, I went full Malay. I went a little bit magic the second time, and I found it kind of weak. Uh huh. So I just, you know, I, I just decided to stick with it, keep going at it, and trying to level magic as much as I can. And I have to, I have to say, um, right off the bat, basically what I did is when I started the game, I went straight to the, I believe it's the College of Winterhold. Yeah, yeah. The, the the magic school or whatever. Yeah, College of Winterhold. Yeah, so as soon as I started the game, I went straight there. Like, I started another one, and I did all the questing there, and it was pretty tough because the, 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 the quests there actually get pretty difficult. They're almost like, it almost feels like some of the last quests are meant to be, like, you know, done probably like halfway or later through the game. Yeah. And anyway, I forced through it. I got some really nice items from the quest, you know, for mages. And I got my magic up, and it's actually pretty decent now. That's cool. It's, it's the, the thing is, is I still don't have magic, like, maxed out. I'm only probably, like, a little bit above average. Uh-huh. Um, well, you know, like, around maybe, like, 60, level 60, 60... For destruction, uh-huh. and it's actually really nice now. Uh, and good. especially since I did all the questing and I have all those uh, magic, you know, friendly items. Like I think I have an item that does plus one hundred magic regen, and then it also does plus fifteen magicka, and then it also does fifty percent, fifteen percent reduction for spell costs. And then I have a hat that does like a hundred percent regen too. So I'm at like two hundred percent regen. Wow, somewhere around there. But, you know, basically you could just keep going and going and going and shooting stuff and it doesn't really... I mean, you do eventually run out, but it's not like where you would just shoot, like, you know, 10 or 12 ice crystals yeah. and then you're just... Or ice spikes and then you're just done. But, um, I don't know. I was, I'm at the point where I can take on dragons and stuff. It's It still takes a little bit of effort, but, you know, uh, I'm still not maxed out on it. Um, one random thing is it's actually kind of funny because my character... Uh, kind of looks like Doctor Doom now, <laughs> like uh, like I mean literally, like I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to put a picture uh, up later on, but uh, basically I got like a metal mask and then like their armor is like a hood and robe type thing, uh-huh. and then they have the iron you know gauntlets for hands, and then the the steel sorry the steel plate gauntlets and then the steel 
boots, and it just looks <laughs> pretty much just like Doctor Doom or something. That's cool. But uh, yeah, it's, so it's too bad you didn't buy it on PC because they have like um, um, all kinds of mods that are like uh, directed towards mages. They're like uh, ma- uh, magic packs. Yeah, and they don't. They don't. They. They. They're the people who make them are like we. We didn't want to break the game. We didn't want to make them overpowerful, but they also felt that some of the uh, like highest level spells were not powerful enough, and they cost too much mana. Yeah, there's still a few where it just doesn't make sense. Um, I, I'm focusing on ice. Like I, I have, I learned all the spells, but you know, I put all my points in you know ice and the others, lightning and fire. I'm still. Not fully like pointed. I, I didn't put all the points into those uh, abilities. I can. It's just I don't use them that often. Yeah. But even later on in the game, I still find I'm using ice spikes as like my general thing. Yeah. Um, just because um, the the next spells, which is uh, frost rune and frost storm and frost cloak, they cost more mana. Well, magicka, and they're the higher level spells, but they're they don't really they're not that strong. It, it's just kind of stupid to use them. Yeah. So, um, so, quick question though: When you're, uh, you know, out there doing your thing, does the Fantastic Four ever just pop out of nowhere and try to stop you? <laughs> I had three random people attack me. <laughs> they weren't uh, fantastic or anything. They were just, <laughs> they were just pissed off because they said this will teach you to steal something. <laughs> or because I, I, uh, I don't know. Early on in the game, uh, I started stealing because uh, I decided I was going to go and be an Imperial. So when I, every single time I went to um, a Stormcloak camp, I just decided, you know, well, I guess I'm going to just kill everyone and steal the horses. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. So I kept doing that, and then out of nowhere, like, these three crazily strong... I don't know if it was linked to them, because they didn't... Even the note that they dropped after I killed them didn't explain it. But these three guys, they just came out of nowhere and said, we're going to teach you for stealing. And wow. they were crazy strong. Like, one had an axe that uh, made me walk slow. One had an axe that uh, reduced stamina, and Dang. another one had one that reduces uh, magicka. Wow. Did so, any like, of them, if, uh, like, shoot fire or go invisible? Uh, no. But, uh, <laughs> that was, like, crazy. That was, like, early in the game. I, like, I literally had to hit him a couple times, get on the horse, go all the way to the other side, and shoot range, range, and then get on the horse again, you know, run away, and then shoot him with the arrow again. And it took forever, but... Um, but, uh, yeah, so I mean, I just been playing Skyrim. I'm, I'm digging the the magic. Just uh, you know, I still want to f- fill it out all the way. I, probably next week, I'll know what it's like to be a max level. Uh, that's cool, mage. Cool. But um, oh, it, um, I know this isn't really uh much of a thing, but did you know that you can transfer your if you ever do get it on PC that you can transfer your saves to PC? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they, that's they actually cool. Yeah, well, it's a hack, but I mean, it's the way they um. The way they made the game, I talked about this like probably five, six podcasts ago when the game first came out. The way they made the game saves is that uh, they're just like um, bundled in with the the actual save file is actually the same name on and and data on both systems or all three systems. It's just the uh, the bundle is is like a different um, dot whatever you know. Oh, okay. So you can actually uh, take it from your 360 and using this, using like a, a WinZip or something, you can extract your save for PC. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. That's just, cool. just if you ever wanted to get it on PC. Yeah. Cool, cool. What else? But um, 
besides Skyrim, I was uh, playing some more uh, MLB 2K9. Uh, I started a franchise, and since I'm still learning, uh, and I'm playing like on one of the, I think I'm playing on the standard difficulty. But since I'm still learning how to play the game, I'm not that great. Uh-huh. So uh, I did a, and you know, again, note because you know this is 2K9; it's an older roster. Yeah. But uh, basically, I took the Cincinnati Reds and uh, did a force trade and put a uh, Lincecum, Walls, David Wright. Wow! <laughs> All of them on the team. You're a true uh, fan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, I mean, now that I have like a, I mean, I got, I think I got a couple other guys too. I forgot. But um, I basically pulled like hella like all of the best players, and even though I'm still learning, like I had a bunch of games that were like 21 to like four and stuff like that. Wow! But of course I'm cheating. Yeah. But uh, I'm getting the hang of it. I think I'm gonna start all over because yeah, it's just getting kind of nuts. I mean, I'm like six games in, and we already scored like a hundred plus points. Wow! <laughs> into the season. Yeah, that's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> what but, was uh, it? Like a hundred uh, points after six games. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so i even turned uh the difficulty up on one of the games and uh you know just because i have the roster so loaded it was uh i still won you know i think it was like seven or some seven or so points yeah but uh yeah i'm gonna start again and probably just try to do it the legit way but cool. um yeah i mean that's pretty much all for me i just haven't, haven't really uh played too much this week yep yep how about you pat well Gears of War <clears throat> 3 online, like normal. Mm-hmm. And once again this week, have played both Call of Duty Black Ops and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 online. I don't know what this world's coming to. Yeah, yeah. I was on. I was on the party with you. That what yesterday? When yeah. You were playing uh, Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. Well, um, it's one of my friends. He let his cousin borrow Gears of War, and that's one of the guys I normally play with. So that's why we're mostly playing Black Ops right now. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I've gotten a lot better at it, uh, but, you know, I still got my problems with the online play, you know, I still like yours better, I still don't like the fact that you can't duck and cover, Yeah. or, you know, whatever, it, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'll, I'll admit that it's a little bit more funner than I originally thought. I guess this, the, more, the longer you play it, the better you start to get at it. The little easier it comes. Still, Gears of War, man, online, though. <laughs> yep, I feel you. Played some more Resident Evil 4. Gotten pretty far. I'm out of the castle area, and I'm getting uh, to the last... I- I'm at the last island. How many hours do you say you put on that game so far? Just mm-hmm. estimate. I actually, I could probably tell you. I think the last time I saved, it was around 7. Oh, that's eight. it? Okay. I know you've been playing a lot lately. I expect you to be like 12 or, or 14. Yeah. Well, but see, the, also the though you got to remember, I've played this game so many times that I kind of know where everything is or what to yeah. do. So, like, there's a couple bosses that I knew. Okay, um, I, I knew how to beat them fast. Yeah, like the village boss, it took me three tries. I think if I remember right, I think I, we talked about this. Yeah, like the first two, the um, the first one was I forgot there was a button sequence at the beginning. Uh-huh. So I, w- I had like the, I had set the controller down during the cutscene and and completely forgot about the button sequence and so I got killed. Then the second time is I was just trying to remember how to fight him and he killed me. And then the third time I killed him like within not even a minute. Oh uh, yeah, it's not like the, these battles aren't as bad as um, when you first play the game because I pretty much remember how to 
defeat him. Um, like the the end boss for um, the castle, which is um, Salazar. Uh huh. And uh, the guy, and he uh, pretty much once you get the uh, he has this other like this weird creature insect thing with him, and they go into this plant. And the insect creature, like, has its face comes out and these long arms. And if you shoot him enough times, he'll kind of get uh, uh, groggy and Salazar's pod opens and you have to attack him. Well, I remember, I remember, like, okay, as soon as that happens, I just busted out a rocket launcher. I bought one prior to going in there and blew him up and killed him one shot. <laughs> wow. I mean, I have it on normal, so it might be a little bit different on hard. But, I mean, I just remember yeah. if you hit him with a rocket at the right time... <laughs> You can defeat him real fast, which yeah, I did. that's cool. So now it's getting to the really hard part, which is the island where you have to. Um, some of the guys have guns now, whereas before they just either had um, like axes or or fire or um, a chainsaw or something. But now yeah. there's one or two enemies that have guns that uh, uh, that do more damage. And the other thing is, is the way they come at you. I have less. I had like going into the island. I had a bunch of ammo, health all over the place, and now it's like I'm barely scrounging around for ammo. <laughs> and um, the thing that makes me mad though is you. Okay, so throughout this game, there's a there's a uh, merchant there, mm-hmm. like in different spots, and um, he'll sell you guns. He'll sell you health. You're only allowed to buy two health at a time, which I thought was kind of stupid. But I mean, like, and you could upgrade your gun. Now, I mean, it's kind of random how this guy's like in all these different spots or it's like it took you forever to fight through all these people to get into into the the, some part of the castle but magically he's just there like hey hey stranger (laughs) buy something what do you want yeah but the thing that pisses me off is he doesn't sell ammo oh yeah and like there's even a scene like where you're under under kind of underground near this like river thing and um he's there in this big like booth thing and it shows a bunch of different weapons and ammo, like just stocked up. Like it looked like, imagine walking to the vetri- the vegetable department <laughs> in a grocery store. Like just like rows of ammo, like just lined up next to each other. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And but you can't buy any of it. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I've always thought that was the stupidest thing. The only th- you got, you can only find ammo either just lying around throughout the world or when you kill certain uh, certain creatures. You have to um, pick it up off of them. So, but, uh, you know, it makes it, it's making it a little more challenging now. But I'm getting towards the end. I'll probably finish this game. I'm trying to remember exactly maybe maybe another three hours or so. Oh, okay. So about like 10. I said, yeah, maybe about 10 or 11 hours completely. completely. I have to double check. I'll, I'll look next time and I'll, I'll uh, on the next podcast I'll let you know. But um, like I said, part of it is... Me knowing where everything is or how to fight the bosses faster, uh huh, is of course, just, yeah. You know, I, I can just go through it a lot faster. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, also played two demos, uh, the UFC Undisputed three demo. Um, in all honesty, it's, and this might sound kind of weird, I don't ever remember downloading it. <laughs> I, went, I went to my one the one area for like the quick play and all that, and it said Undisputed three, and I'm like. Did I download that? I don't, I don't remember <laughs> clicking to download it. Uh-huh. Well, you know, screw it. I'll, I'll play it. And um, it's pretty fun. Uh, it's 
I've kind of I like this a lot better than I like any of the other ones. The only one that's kind of weird is uh, you when you go for a submission lock, like an octa- uh, octagon, like what you fight in, appears on the screen, and um, with and you have like a it'll say like say player one or player two, and it has like um, a little bit of like color on each side of it. One's red and one's blue for player one or player two. You know what? And what you have to do is if you're the guy putting the submission hold on. You have to try to line up your little icon with the player two icon or player, you know, what the other player's icon. Uh huh. If you're trying to get out of the submission, you're trying to make sure he can't line it up. And, and the um, person who put the submission on, their their the little color bar I was talking about, it slowly starts to go down. So if you don't line it up in time, then then you the the other person escapes it. But if you do line it up in time, they're tapping out. That's an interesting. Um... It's way to of, do it. Yeah, but then, like, once I realized what exactly, because at first I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'm putting it around. I'm like, okay. Every time they were getting out, and then I was like, it, it, which it does explain it prior, but I was like, so into, like, I just want to hit something. <laughs> it. But then I was like, oh, I get it now. So now, you know, it, um, it's pretty interesting how they did it. And um, I actually like it. Uh, not something I'll probably run out and get right off the bat, but uh, yeah, might check it out later. Cool, cool. And then the last demo I played was, like we spoke about earlier, the Kingdom of Amalar uh, Reckoning demo. Awesome. Is that something you might pick up in the future? In the future, yeah. I got uh, a lot of stuff coming out and not a lot of money to buy it with right now. Yep. I know <laughs> so, what you mean. I mean, like, The Darkness just came out, and I, didn't, I, I still need to pick that up. Um, Twisted Metal comes out next week, which I'll talk about later and what's coming Spoiler out. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> And then next month, I for sure got th- four games coming out that I, I'm getting. For real? Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. The three Silent Hill games, well, at least two of them, I'll be getting right away because the other one's on the Vita, and um, I'm not planning on buying the Vita right now. So, yeah, <laughs> two of those, and then the Operation uh, Raccoon City's coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next month, I it was supposed to be for me. It was supposed to be uh, Mass Effect three and uh, Diablo three, but. As of about five minutes before this podcast, as we'll talk about in a minute, Diablo 3 has been delayed again. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, there's probably some other games too. I just saw if those are the ones off the top of my head. So Yeah, yep. Um, we'll cool, see cool. see what happens. I'll, I'll, I plan on getting it eventually. Yeah. Um, right. What is coming out, Patch? Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's about it. And yeah, so what's coming out for the week of... 212 to 218. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Long and awaited Twisted Metal. Yeah. For the PS3. Uh, Uncharted uh, Golden Abyss for the PS Vita. Oh, look at that. B- Vita games. Which is kind of funny since the Vita comes out uh, in two weeks. <laughs> the no, uh, the, if you pre ordered the bundle, you get it on the 15th. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I just found out about that today. Okay. Uh, UFC Undisputed 3. For the PS3 and the 360, uh, Grand Slam Tennis Two for the PS3 and the three uh, and the 360, uh, Wipeout 2048 for the PS Vita, Rap for the PC, PS3, and the 360. And I was looking at it, and it looks like a. It, it said it was a puzzle game. Uh huh. And it, um, so I'm in the, the little character on the front. It kind of reminded me of Portal for some reason. So I'm wondering if it's like a kind of like a knockoff. Oh, uh, maybe who knows? <laughs> uh, that's what it is. I'm just saying. Like I looked at the character on the cover, and I was like, kind of reminded me of 
something from Portal. I and see. It, and it's a puzzle game, so I'm yeah. not saying it's a knockoff. I'm just yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Reality Fighters for the PS Vita. Which is the one one of the first augmented reality games for the Vita. And Hot Shots Golf World uh, Invitational for the PS Vita. Uh, I figured since the the Vita is just coming out, um, because we <laughs> don't really do a lot of handheld games unless it's something big. Yeah. But since it's just coming out, I figured I, I, I'd give uh, the first couple of months maybe a couple of shout-outs to some of the games coming out. Yeah, and, and above that, too, just to um, let anyone who know who hasn't been really following the Vita, all the PSN games um, for the PSP, I think all of them, I'm not sure, will be available. Plus, there's something like 20 or 30 PSP games that um, were originally digital download that you could originally digital download on PSP uh, will also be available for buying on the Vita. So um, it's actually, including all those games, you're looking at like 100-plus release day titles. Um, of course, those don't count towards the quote-unquote release day titles, but I'm just let, just saying. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> all right, release date updates. Uh, okay, release date updates. You have uh, the Connect Star Wars um, game launches on April 3rd. And it... Still does. They also have the bundle with the system. Yeah. And uh, Diablo delayed again. Uh, Q2 now as late as June thirtieth. Yeah, they're saying that it was it was slated for next month, and they're saying now it could be as late as June thirtieth. Um, which again, this is like the fifth or sixth delay of Diablo three. So really, I mean, was anyone not expecting this? I'll be surprised when it actually comes out. Um, but you know, the, the delay got shorter this time. They only pushed it back by, um, a few months at most, but you know, all that means is that next time they'll only push it back by a month. So look for it in July or August. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's it for, um, what's coming out and release date updates. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We are back, and we have news stories this week. I got a bunch. It was the um, first week, or first, yeah, first week of the year that I actually have mo- more than a couple news stories. So let's get right into them. Um, start off with a few just quick ones that don't really need discussing. Uh, fin- the Final Fantasy X remake that they talked about for the PS3 and Vita will be a remaster, not a remake. Um, basically- I heard it wasn't a good one either. Well, basically, people are mad because they were expecting a remake, and the difference basically is remaster means they take all the same gameplay, all the same everything, and just make it look better, make it run a little Yeah, they're not fixing the bugs that were in the original. Yeah, unless it's like uh, graphical bugs and stuff like that, they'll fix. Um, A remake would actually be starting from the ground up, maybe using some of the resources, but not all of them. So, but to me, this is cool. Um, I don't know. I played Final Fantasy X when it came out. And I want to play it again because people say, people love it. So this remaster might make me play it again. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, it, it's just kind of a bummer. They skipped the other ones. I know. Like, <laughs> like a nine or a, I wish they would remake nine. That would be seven, awesome. eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> I would love them to do nine, or nine. That was like one of my favorites. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic sends out an email when you haven't been online in a while. This is pretty interesting. One of the um, writers over at Giant Bomb posted this. Uh, he got an email from – okay, so he played hardcore for like the first couple uh, – like a month. I don't know. He got to level 40 and then just got, kind of got burned out about it and hadn't gone on for I don't know how long, three weeks. And he said he had like a week left in his subscription. And right then he gets a, um email from Star Wars The Old Republic saying – that his companions miss him and that they rep- rely on him to help them out. Um, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I think ha- that they're debating suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he does not return. Yeah, gonna- depending on who you are, like Kira's sitting there with, uh, with her lightsaber with her uh, right up to one of your droids' uh, heads, like, get back <laughs> on or he gets it. <laughs> um. I'm going to post the link to the image and the story on our website, so, uh, you know, on the show notes, so check that out. And the last quick one, which only, it's only quick because there's not much information known about why. No UMD passport program for America. We had talked about this, that uh, people who already owned the UMDs for the PSP would be able to register their games and download them on uh, the Vita for a, a cheap price. Well, this is not going to happen in America, and there's no way to transfer your games from your PSP to your Vita. So, yeah, pretty pretty bad thing Sony's doing there. Um, I'm sure there'll be more information over the next weeks. This just happened, I think, yesterday. So, Sony do something bad? <laughs> I know. They're such a great company. Well, um, I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying. I know. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. We have a bunch of Skyrim news. So, go ahead, Patrick. You're going to lead us off with that. Um, okay. Skyrim PC players uh, said they, or it's just said that it's a, they average about seventy-five hours of playing time. Now that's uh, Steam tracks all the playtime and everything, and you have to play through Steam. So um, you know this stat is obviously from a, a Steam stat, and that's pretty cool. Oh. I mean, it's kind Frank- of crazy because you you figure the seventy-five is the average. That means yeah. people are like one hundred and twenty. You know, how much hours do you think you've put in all all around your characters? <sighs> Maybe like forty. That's it? 40, 50? Because I've only I've put in about... I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I think one was like 20 hours, and then I started another one, and that's 20 hours. Holy crap, because I, I only put in about... I've already put in about 35, 40 hours, maybe a little more, on my one character, and I haven't gotten nearly as far as you. Huh. Well, so, yeah, well, on the first one, I just did all the storyline stuff, and on yeah, the second one, I'm just kind of like that's doing true. everything. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, a bunch of Skyrim news. I mentioned the creation kit earlier in the workshop. Um, it's awesome. So the creation kit, as I mentioned, was uh, basically it's their engine that they used to create the game with a few mods to where you couldn't screw, screw it up too bad. And, um, yeah, you can do everything that they can do. You can actually create a whole game. You don't even need – you could, like, literally delete Skyrim and uh, the, the, the world, not the game. And create your own world and, you know, populate it with all your own stuff. You don't even have to use a single thing that they've already done if you, if you wanted to. Now, that would take hundreds of hours, man hours. But um, And all the way to a little thing of, uh, you know, making your own weapons and putting them in your game. Um, and then the workshop, basically what that does is allows you to go onto Steam and search through different categories and 
um, see which ones players like the best, see which ones play or recommend, um, uh, you know, the comments on them, and basically download these mods uh, in an easy and safe environment. Um, and so far, there's already hundreds of them on there within the first 24 hours. It's pretty awesome. As I mentioned, I'm learning it myself, and uh, so far I've made a cave and a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, I made, I made an empty cave and a weapon. But, um... Yeah, and then when people play your mod, they will average thirty-two hours. <laughs> but an no, I'm empty looking... cave, huh? <laughs> yeah, an empty cave that has no entrance or exit. You have to actually use a hack, or not a hack. So it's not really a fucking cave. If there's no entrance or exit, is there? Okay. Uh, well, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> it's but, just a uh, hollow, big mountain. <laughs> yeah, you'd have you have to use a console <laughs> command to get into it right now. But um, you know, I, basically, what I what I my ultimate goal would be to, um, like I said, make a it's castle, establish a cave. Yeah, exactly. No, make some sort of castle or something to um, um, with knights of the video game table. Uh, I, I think it would be a lot of fun. I don't think it would be too hard to do. Um, I don't know, man. You made an empty cave that's really a hollow mountain. Yeah, exactly. See, head for that hollow mountain. How do we? Uh, get- I don't know. Um. So. Um, Let's see what, what I'm sorry, you I totally got off track there. So yeah, so many mods. So check that out. Uh along with that to celebrate the Every creation kit. To to celebrate the creation kit, Bethesda and uh Valve released a portal mod for Skyrim. And um what this is is I think it's the guy from I don't know. Frank, you played Portal, right? No, no, okay. not really. Okay, well there's a character I'm not sure if he was you. in I'm not sure if he was in one, two, or both. It's like a, a circular guy that hovers, a um, circular robot, and he has one eye. Um, kind of like the last boss, but not quite. Well, anyway, um, so you can have him. He comes down from the sky, and he follows you around, and I think he helps you fight and stuff. Yeah, hello, fight. Yep, yep. Um, uh, and then also, someone is working on recreating Middle Earth. And uh, this is actually a project that started on, as a mod for Oblivion. Um, but now that the Skyrim creation kit's out, they are converting all their uh, work over to uh, the Skyrim engine and are now going to try to actually make it a standalone project. Um, and it follows the classic tale of Frodo. You, you don't play as Frodo, but you play as one of you know the races and you help him out and you know go through the books, so I guess, basically. Um, That'll be cool if they, they finish it. Yeah, right now, if you own Oblivion, you can actually go and um, download their uh, uh, beta. It's like 0.2 or something like that. Um, and I'll have a link to that on the website um, show notes. And last piece of Skyrim news. Uh, I, I mentioned last week that uh, Patch 1.4 was out for PC. Well, now it's out for Xbox 360 and the PS3. It better be out. You know, one thing I was thinking um, why actually now I... Uh, legally have to get the legally uh, the PC version of Skyrim. Why is because I could mod in lasers on all the dragons. That would be awesome. So that I would have be awesome. to. Yeah, you do, and you have to make some metal dragons too. Yeah, and um, probably have it play like rock music when the dragons come out instead of the be, other song. That would be awesome. So the you know the dragon fighting song. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Welcome to the jungle or something. I don't know. I'll, I'll work on it. Maybe free, no, Freebird won't work now. Freebird always works. 
Yeah, Freebird free <laughs> works for every situation. Well, you know what? I could have it play Freebird, and then just um, the game will go in like a slow, kind of a slow mo version. You know, because <laughs> you can't you can't fight a dragon with that to that music. You know, fast and everything. But if it plays slow, then yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, how about if if like to, uh, like say if you had a cutscene right? And they could be playing Freebird as like a, a a friend of yours or something gets killed by the dragon. Yeah, and, and then and that's why you're then, going there to fight. And then you know at the, the the end of the song when it starts going like, dun, 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 you know, you, you know yeah. exactly like that, pretty much. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> when it starts uh, when it starts speeding up, and then that's when it goes into normal speed, and you get to fight the dragon after you killed uh, <laughs> you know, all your people. But uh, sounds, sounds sounds like a, it's a work in progress there. It sounds yeah. like a plan. Well, yeah, like you know, again, legally, I have to. I'm bound to to now work on this since I thought of, about it. <laughs> I will get to it, and yeah. All right. Uh, Batman: Arkham City has uh, shipped six million copies. Wow. Sweet. I always Great knew it was good, but oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Next story: Ubisoft transferring servers means you won't be able to play some of their games. Um, this games. is. Uh, this is just a short, short period of time. I think uh, they said as little as 24 hours, but as much as like a couple days. Um, so the games that will be unplayable are the original Assassin's Creed, Hawks 2, Might and Magic Heroes 4, Splinter Cell Conviction, The Settlers, and The Settlers 7. Um, and you they, want like actual game or like online play? You cannot even load up the game. Yeah, I think the only game I have is um, that uses the Ubisoft servers is uh, From Dust. Yeah, and I think that one's unaffected. I they they had a list of the ones that are confirmed unaffected. Also, I like, I, like if you're playing it off like your computer or what? Yeah, 360 also in PS3. So if I popped in Assassin's Creed One, I wouldn't be able to play it. Nope. But I mean, like I, I didn't even know that game uses servers it, because there is no... it connects. It's the it's their uh, way of making sure you don't you're not pirating the game. Well, I don't remember it connecting to anything on yep. the first game. Yep, it does. Well, it does. I think with the Xbox, if it's you're online with the PC. Um, you have to actually like when you start the game, like because I have from Dust on Steam. When when I launch it from Steam, it'll launch um, um, a Ubisoft program that will actually make me log in, and then once I log in, I could pick to play the game. Yeah, on but, if I, but if I couldn't log in, then I couldn't even play the game. Yeah, kind of on three sixty, it just kind of loads in the background. And just checks your yeah. Um, th- and then they said there's others that are unconfirmed that they may or may not work. Um, so yeah, this is this is uh again this is we've talked about been talking about Ubisoft's uh, DRM and how they've been so adamant about it, but it hasn't stopped um, people from pirating it. And look at yet again, this is just hurting the the person who actually paid for the game. You know, but I mean, if they're switching servers and it's only going to be down a day or. Um... Or a couple of days. I mean, if it's to improve it, then. But think about uh, it this way. Well, think about it this way, Patrick. If you buy the game, you should be able to play it no matter what. There should be, unless you're playing online play, you should always be able to play your single player campaign if you paid for that game. I agree. And in this case, this, that's the problem with Ubisoft's DRM. Is if their servers go down, then you can't play the game. If they, if the company goes under, what's going to happen? I mean. If their servers are down, you, you can't play any of their games in that case. So what's going to happen then? You know, it's like you never even owned the game. And that's the main problem with uh, Ubisoft's DRM. And that's just, this is just a sh- you know, showing it even more now because they're going to have people who can't connect. You know, I'm granted these games are all pretty old except for uh, 
uh, Might and Magic Heroes 4, I think that, or 6, I mean, not 4, I'm sorry. Um, I think that game's rather new, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, the the newest Assassin's Creed won't be affected. I think for uh, Till Dust won't be affected. And, like, two more that they said um, basically were already on the new servers when the game came out. And I understand what you're saying. It's like, well, if it's going to make it better and all, but it's just the whole story about the DRM, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect 3 demo gives temporary gold access to all. The reason is... Um, <laughs> what? The way you said that. I know. You I was going to continue. To all. The story is... <laughs> I was going to continue my sentence, and I just kind of stopped. Um, basically, what, what happened is all Silver members... From the time the demo comes out, which is the 14th, I believe, or something like that of this month, until um, the Mass Effect 3 launch, which is the 5th, I believe, of March, um, all Silver members who connect online will be automatic Gold members for that time. You don't even have to download the demo, I don't think, or anything like that. So that means, yeah, um, and basically it's, um, uh, the the article said with, with, even though it's not a direct quote or, or anything, basically uh, EA and um, BioWare were hinting at the fact that they don't like that people have to pay for uh, the perks of Xbox Live Gold, such as this demo is only available to Xbox Live Gold members. And right. so, so what they did is they made a deal to just make everyone gold so everybody has access to the demo. Cool. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Um. Uh, Sorry, I was looking at something. Uh, this should make uh, Frank happy. Of course, he's not a big basketball fan, but <laughs> Major League Baseball 2K12 and NBA 2K12 will have a double bundle, have a bundle for a for the Xbox 360 coming out in March 6th for 70 bucks. So, That's uh, awesome! You can get the new uh, um, baseball game there, Frank, and then you can try to get yourself into basketball. I could probably just sell it to my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what's it called? NBA, NBA 2K12 came out uh, back in October or November, I believe. Yeah, it's about and, right. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have a, a exclusive bundle for the 360 uh, with both games for 70 bucks. I mean, that's – you're pretty much getting two two games for next – or you get the basic game, the brand new one, and then you get NBA for like what ten ten bucks? Ten dollars and one yeah. cent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus tax. Yeah, <laughs> thirty five bucks each. That's not bad. I mean, granted, and uh, MLB two K thirteen. I mean, I guess it's still a while away, but six well, yeah, months. next season. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, still cool I'll though. Just have to check with my friend if they want a MLB two yeah. K for eleven dollars or that. more. Even if they do that, tell them to go half on you. There's yeah, thirty five bucks each. Well, it is an older game, so you know it, well, it might be like used. Like it might be available used for like forty or thirty by then. Well, yeah, but these are thirty five each, so basically yeah. in the bundle, so that's pretty good. Still, I'm sure it's better than the. Well, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, Microsoft finally talks about Xbox Live hacking, and I believe this is uh, in reference um, to the uh, uh, FIFA hack. Although it did not specify which hack they acknowledged in the article, um, Microsoft says that uh, they realize that there's some sort of hacking going on, but none of it is being done on their end. Meaning, it, none of it's they they have no evidence of being hacked on their servers, so uh, they're really not sure how it's happening, how these people are doing it. Um, 
So they're actually uh, taking action to try to figure out the problem, but uh, unfortunately, they are not sure if they can do anything about it. Um, and if this is the truth, <laughs> if this is the truth that no, no, nothing is being done on their end, then yeah, they can't do anything about it. You know, um, all they can do is try to find out how it's happening and try to uh, fill the hole. You know, patch it somehow. Um, and <laughs> even th- even <laughs> even then, it could be something in FIFA that no one would ever know. It could be something in other games that no one would ever think of, you know? So, uh, and of course, this is little comfort to those who have been hacked and those who are scared of getting hacked. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like a statement of, uh, you know, just like, uh, I don't know. But this is the first time. happening. Yeah. I don't know how. But this is the first time Microsoft's actually acknowledging that it's more than just um, random phishing, you know, random getting password and going into the account. So it, it's something. Um, I'll have a link to the Kotaku article uh, that has the statement from Microsoft if, you're, if anyone's interested in reading it in the show notes. Hello, show notes. All right, a couple last stories here. Oh, wait, real quick. Uh, I was just looking up like how much uh, NBA 2K12 was used. Yeah. Uh-huh. And brand new, it's fifty nine ninety nine. Used, they have it for fifty four ninety nine. Huh. For NBA. So, yeah. Yeah, it's because it's broken. So it's only, I mean, in a month... I doubt it's going to drop that much, so actually it yeah. still would be a pretty good deal to tell someone to go half on it if they wanted that NBA 2K12 and you just wanted the new baseball game. Yeah, that is. You know, it's that, only dropped five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> what about MLB 2K or 2K12? Well, that's going to be 12 hasn't uh, come out way. yet. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't come out yet. It comes out March yeah, 6th so, with that yeah, bundle. March 6th is uh, when it comes out Holy with the bundle. Holy crap, that's a great deal then. My bad, I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great deal, then. Shoot. Uh, well, that's good. That's cool. Yeah, that's good to know. My bad. All right, so go ahead. Um, Notch, who is the creator of uh, Minecraft. Uh, actually, there's updates on this story even since I wrote this. So um, I'll just start with this. Notch ta- is, uh, talks to Tim Schafer um, to help uh, in talks about making um, Psychonauts 2 a reality. And this all started over a Twitter conversation between the two. Um, that led to uh, Tim Schafer telling Notch, let's take this offline. Um, and uh, a couple hours later, there was a tweet from another person from Double Fine um, that just says, Tim and Marcus are talking. Who knows what might happen? And if you know Psychonauts 2, or Psychonauts, the original, is kind of like a cult classic video game. Um, has a really hardcore audience, uh, even though it didn't do too well in the mass market. And um, so updated to this story that uh, yesterday Double Fine came out and on um, Kickstarter. And if you don't know what Kickstarter is, it's a website where you can go and um, raise money. Stuff. Yeah, basically you, you can get people to pay you to make your product. So you can go on there if you have an idea for a video game and you can say, I need $400,000 $400, to make this game. And people donate to that cause. Well, Favored the game with dragons and lasers. Awesome. It's going to happen. Okay, okay, go ahead. So basically, uh, yesterday morning, I think it was yesterday morning, Double Fine um, goes to Kickstarter and says, look, we, we want to make this new game, it's, uh, this new action game. Um, we don't want to have to go through a producer because they take too much money and they t- make too much uh, limitations. We only need $400,000 to do it. And um, they got their money in 24 hours, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah, uh, they said around 10,000 people donated. And they, they hit their $400,000 mark. So that basically means that uh, Double Fine will be coming out with a self-published new game. Um, that's not Psychonauts 2 because uh, Notch then on Twitter, I think it was today, said, uh, 
I can't believe I picked the worst time to uh, try to get him to do Psychonauts 2. Because, you know, they're working on this other game. Um, but he, but also that Notch also said that uh, it could be in the near future that um, Psychonauts 2 talk may be back into the picture after they're done with this game. So, uh, yeah, and Notch, Notch was actually, he said he's willing to give some of his own money, you know, his Minecraft money for it. So, um, if you're a Psychonauts fan, this is really encouraging. And if you're a Double Fine fan, then this is even more encouraging. So, uh, yeah, Kickstarter is really cool. I've been actually thinking about trying to use it. Let's see if we can get some money for the podcast. All right, that is it for news stories. But before we sign off, I have finally, that's been really hard to get. And if you know anything about NPDs, you'll know why. But uh, NPDs for 2011. Um, let's start with hardware sales. I'm going to start from the least sold console to the most sold console. The PS2 sold pretty much nothing at 200,000 units, um, down 75% over 2010. The PSP didn't do much better at about 1.4 million units, um, down just slightly over 2010. The DS only sold 3.8 million units, down 50% over the year before. Well, I think probably because more people are going for that 3DS. Well, here's the thing. The 3DS is, hasn't even been out for a full year, and it sold 4.1 million units, um, you know, a couple hundred thousand more than um, the DS did last year. Mm-hmm. The PS... Well, th- Go ahead. I was going to say, the PS2 down 75%, it's probably because they really phased everything out from that, I think. Finally. The, the only time you ever really see anything for those games are sports games. Yeah, and I think about four or five games did come out for the PS2, but it's still to me it's still amazing that the PS2 sold 200 million or 200,000 units in a, in last year. I mean, that's yeah. just crazy. They're still going to sell probably you know, 50 to 100,000 if not more this year. Yep. You know, and it's just it's just crazy that people are still buying the PS2. Um all right, so the PS3 sold 4.5 million units. Um that's slightly up, about 4.3% up over 2010, which is uh Hey, good news for the PS3. And the Wii only sold 4.5 million units. That's down 35% from the year before. Um, which I, I was actually surprised that wasn't more. But the DS being down 50% and the Wii being down 35% and the 3DS only so- selling 4.1 million units. Nintendo's, I mean, they're going to really have to be careful with the Wii U. But we'll see. The- they didn't get a good start with the name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And finally, the Xbox 360 takes the top by a huge margin at 7.3 million units, up 9% over 2010. Uh, So that's the hardware numbers. Um, Now, software, uh, of course, we don't have software numbers, but we do have the top 10 games of 2011. And Patrick, do you want to count us down from 10? 10. Assassin's Creed Revelations. (laughs) Nine. Just Dance 2. Hella Dance with 8. Gears of War 3. Bossing it up at number 7. Batman Arkham City. Running Gunning at 6. Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> Hike! See you later, Patriots. Number 5. Madden 2012. Or 12. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Knockoff 4. Excuse me? Battlefield 3. And hold on, Battlefield's been around... Anyway, Battlefield 3 number 4. <laughs> um, some game I'm not sure anybody's ever heard of, but number 3. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. 
getting my groove on at number two. Which is really sad. Just Dance 3. Whoa, whoa. Well, I don't know if it's sad. No, it's uh, sad that it's number two over all those other games. Oh, I was like, I can get my groove on. No, no, no. The game's not <laughs> sad. Twice. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, number one. Uh, unsurprisingly, really, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And, you know, if you look at these games, um, some that are really surprising, having Just Dance 3 and Just Dance 2 in there is pretty surprising. Everyone uh, just wants to dance. Yeah, I guess so. For me, personally, I think it's pretty surprising that um, uh, Batman Arkham City and uh, wasn't higher up there. Um, Gears of War, on the other hand, I'm not surprised wasn't higher because it was a, a 360 exclusive. And then um, Skyrim really surprised me. Uh, and Modern Warfare 3, actually, because they came out in, what, November? Mm-hmm. So over two months, they sold more than pretty much all the other games. So, well, what are you going to do? Yep. Now, just to end it off, we have totals in sales numbers. Um, everything's down in the, uh, in the year. Uh, accessories sold um, $2,609.5 million, down 11%. Software was 88, or $8,824.9 million, down 5.6%. Hardware was at 5 or. million, down 11%. So that brings the whole industry as a whole to $17,014.6 million, down 8.5% over the year before. As as everything starts to get tougher, everything else is going to suffer. Yep, yep, pretty much. But it's still not too bad of a... um, year i mean i'm pretty know, sure the guy the head guys uh didn't didn't have to uh uh not order steak you know Leon yeah. or some shit so <laughs> you know if if you look at it though the main people who who probably brought the industry down as a whole is the Wii and the DS damn um and i'm not saying that i'm not saying that it's their <laughs> fault what i'm saying is they had such a great 2010 and 2009 like they had record breaking years and so the fact that they actually uh, the DS actually sold only three point eight million this year was actually not surprising. And you know, combine that with the sales of the three DS, that's uh, you know almost nine million units. So I mean, it's not bad, but yeah, the Wii it's the last year of the console, so people are like, well, why am I going to buy it? You know, so it's not surprising. Um, we should see an increase next year. I mean, I, I would really I really predict that we would. In, in hardware sales, at least. Software, you know, that always fluctuates. Besides, software was only 5%. So, All right, that is it for this week. Um, yes? What about all this other news stuff you have up here? Right above oh, the Oh, 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 uh, yeah, just let me... Um, that stuff I'll put on the website in the show notes. Uh, the, the media for this week, um, a video <laughs> about... Oh, one excuse me. What was that? I started to laugh, and then <laughs> I hiccuped, and the hiccup turned into a burp. <laughs> All right. Um, 1up.com predicts the Super Bowl with Skyrim. Check out that video on there. Uh, music video that plays out like a video game. Pretty cool music video. Um, some more Zelda fan art. This stuff's really awesome. You've got to check it out. And a video from the PlayStation um, blog unboxing, uh, uh, unboxing the PlayStation Vita bundle. So check those uh, videos and images out on, on the show notes. Um, and, yeah, so that's it. 
Uh, I'd like to thank, as always, Ryan and the gang over at Nerdgasm Network. You can check them out at nerdgasmnetwork.com. Troy at extraplay.info for always posting our new episodes um, on his website and via Twitter. And the Geeks for Fans podcast at geeksforfans.tumblr.com. And finally, the No Quarters podcast at noquarters.net. And as for us, you can contact us at kvgto 4 at gmail.com. Go like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash kvgtpodcast. Don't forget, Google Plus, if you're on there, look us up. And Twitter. Twitter. I am at kvgtjeremy. At bigsolo64. And you can contact us as a whole at kvgtpodcast. Oh, and we still have a MySpace we haven't signed in in like two years, so. <laughs> yeah, you can go there if you want. <laughs> um, yeah, and. That's about it for this week, so have a great week. Yay!